0: Episode 19 of the Truth Quest podcast, the truth about elections in Washington, D.C. If you are having a discussion about prayer, the Supreme Court, health care reform, gun control, or the elections, please share the specific show with your debate partner, or just share the show in general with your friends. If you are so inclined, please give the podcast a five-star rating in iTunes, and also please consider supporting the show financially. All donations will be used to expand the reach of the show via Facebook or Twitter advertising. See the show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for the link to the support page and to the show notes for today's episode. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. The easiest way to stay in touch is to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play Music, and it's also available on Stitcher, Spotify, and podbean.com. Given this week's midterm federal elections, where the Democrats took back control of the House of Representatives and the Republicans bolstered their numbers in the Senate, I wanted to record a quick episode to address the election fatigue that many of you may be suffering from, regardless of your political persuasion. I remembered a blog post I wrote back in 2016 where I essentially chastised myself for spending so much time and energy focusing on what happens in Washington, DC. After all, if we live by the Constitution as written and ratified, The federal government's power over our lives would be severely limited, and quite frankly, we wouldn't really care what went on in that faraway city unless there was a war going on. As long as the mail was delivered, international trade was unencumbered, the coined money was not losing value, we wouldn't care less. Unfortunately, the federal government's size and scope are so far out of whack with the Founding Fathers' written requirements that we do end up spending an exorbitant amount of time paying attention to what the President, Congress, and the Supreme Court are up to. Here is what I wrote two years ago with a few minor additions. Here's the simple truth. You will never solve America's problems by plugging new people into the system in Washington DC. The system is the problem. The solution is at the state level. I have given up on the prospect that Washington DC can be reformed. Since the founding of this nation, Washington has continued to grow at the direct expense of the people of the states. The founding fathers were afraid of this and developed a system of checks and balances to avoid it. Those checks and balances have failed, leaving us with few options. Because of this, I believe the best use of America's limited attention span towards politics and public policy is at the state level. Consider the evidence against the federal government. The executive and legislative branches are overreaching, arrogant, waste-ridden, inefficient, unresponsive to their constituents, corrupt, controlled by special interest, obsessed with re-election, the architects of crony capitalism, irresponsible, unaccountable, out of control, and they break their own rules. With the unseating of incumbents virtually impossible as they enjoy a 90% plus re-election record, career politicians now play us, and along with them comes the thousands of lobbyists and interest groups fraught with millions and sometimes billions of dollars to throw around. The judiciary, rather than interpreting the Constitution, it consistently legislates from the bench and creates unconstitutional rights out of thin air using its own concocted precedents. Listen to episode 16 for more on that. Describing the federal government as dysfunctional is being generous. It is willfully negligent in its exercise of its duties. As we look back at the election in 2016 and the most recent midterms, Can you honestly say that there are any significant differences between the two major political parties? The size and scope of the federal government grows regardless of which party controls Congress or the White House. The national debt grows regardless of who's in charge. The wars continue regardless of who's in charge. All the entitlement programs, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, march ever closer to insolvency regardless who's in charge. No one is going to step up and even propose a fix to these problems. So what's the solution? The rightful remedy is for the states to unapologetically assume their proper role under the Constitution. That of a principle. The federal government is the subordinate agent to the states. See, without the states, the federal government does not exist. The states created the federal government, and presumably the states can annul and or ignore it. As Ron Paul once said, we will soon have de facto secession. The federal government has gone too far and the American people are slowly waking up and recognizing it. The hand of the states has been forced. They must continue to nullify and ignore federal laws and regulations. What kind of gullible suckers are we to allow the federal government, which has a 100% failure rate, to dictate to us such things as light bulbs and health insurance that we are permitted to buy, or the education of our children, or our labor, environmental, drug enforcement and gun control laws? It is the same federal leviathan that operates bankrupt, government-sponsored enterprises such as Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. It funnels billions of dollars to bankrupt entities such as the U.S. Postal Service, Amtrak, and during the Obama years to green energy companies. During the Bush and Trump years, it's the defense industry that benefits from the flow of funds. The federal government runs a pitifully inadequate healthcare system at the Veterans Administration It throws billions of dollars at too-big-to-fail financial companies, it spies on us, it searches us at the airports, it harasses us under the threat of jail and fines to pay our taxes. It wastes billions of dollars, it borrows trillions, it's sick and it's disgusting. Are we going to continue to be at the mercy of an incompetent and defective Federal Reserve whose track record, even when measured against its own mandate, is woeful? Are we going to allow it to continue to thwart efforts to open their books to a congressional audit? Are you comfortable with leaving future generations holding the bag of an over $20 trillion national debt, over $100 trillion when you include unfunded liabilities for entitlement programs? James Madison said the states are duty-bound to interpose or intervene when the federal government goes awry. There are two obstacles to the states assuming their constitutional power. The first is the education and engagement of the general public. The majority of Americans pay more attention to the air pressure in their tires on their car than they do to politics and public policy. So we must awaken our fellow citizens from their apathy coma. Secondly, the states must wean themselves off of the federal funding teat. On average, states receive 30% of their revenue through various forms of federal funding. Once the states are financially self-sufficient, they will no longer be susceptible to the extortion or coercion or blackmail that the federal government relentlessly employs against them. One radical idea I've heard over the years is for states to collect both the federal and the state income taxes and withhold the distribution of the feds' portion until things change. This country fought a revolution to rid itself of a tyrannical central power that did not represent the people. The states signed a contract, the Constitution, with the understanding that all power not specifically delegated in that contract to the federal government would reside with them. For over 200 years, the pendulum has swung in the wrong direction as the power of the federal government has grown and that of the states has diminished. My challenge to you is to pay close attention to your statewide elections, rather than waste your energy and attention on national elections. Support candidates in your state that understand the looming economic disaster. Support those who have read and understand the Constitution. Support those who understand states' rights and are willing to flip off lawmakers and bureaucrats in Washington through nullification legislation. Support those who will go to work reducing your state's dependency on federal funds by cutting the budget, eliminating wasteful spending, and looking for opportunities to to grow the state's revenue base. A great resource to follow all current and past state legislative nullification efforts is the 10th Amendment Center. Check them out if you're interested. Please join the conversation at Facebook, Dot com forward slash truth quest podcast.